Good evening. Welcome to the 12th Man Podcast. Um, a week of positivity. Of um, yeah, it's been a good week in, in the uh, in the world of Mills Football Club. It's been really good. So we're gonna we're gonna bask in that. We're gonna have a chat about that. Um, I've got a full house tonight. So there's, there's plenty of people for me to speak to or ignore, um, whichever one I want to choose. Um, we got Mr. John Donovan as always with me. Evening, JD. See, he's the one of the ones ignoring me. Hello there, Steve. You okay? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I thought you were just going to ignore me. I would, to be fair. Um, so we've got Mr. John Cutler. I've just, I, I was on mute. I've just put myself on mute. It's all good, mate. Don't worry. Mr. John Cutler. Mute him. You can speak now. No, I can hear you. I was just carrying on from John's ignoring you. Although we get off to a crack and start. Yeah, I can hear you fine, lads. Are we all doing all right? I'm going to slap you all over the show, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, we're doing good, we're doing good, mate. Um, we've got our, I'm going to call him our second favourite, Jordy, now. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> third. Sorry, sorry, third. Got Steve Dixon with us again. Even Steve. Even, fellas. Great to be back. And I'm yeah, happy to be your second favourite, Jordy, because it means we're doing well. Exactly, exactly. And long may that continue. Uh, and we've got two two very high, highly ranked guests. Um very popular, Mr. Jacob Jervis is with us. Even Jacob. Evening, boys. And a celebrity, not just in Middlesbrough, not just in London. Turns out he's a celebrity in Hull now. Um, Yusuf, good evening. Evening. I'm not sure about being a celebrity, but yeah, evening. Guys, are going. You're more well known than we all are, mate. So <laughs> you're definitely a celebrity all right now. No chance, um, no chance. Yes, yeah, back from his um, back from his stint in Hull uh, last week where he was. Uh, Doing his best stand-up gig um, in a few years. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? All right. Yeah, really good, really good. Thanks for the invite. Really appreciate no, it. No, no problem. Thank you very much for popping on. Um, hey, you sir. I can see a few empty seats next to you, mate. <laughs> They're everywhere, aren't they? <laughs> uh, oh God. Uh, we're in for a good night. Here we go. Right. Um, we're going to we're going to discuss Hull. Um, We'll go through Yusuf's diary from from Hull. It seems like it was a busy one. Um, we'll talk about the weekend, Bristol City at home. Um, very encouraging, um, very encouraging signs from the team, from the management, from everything. It was just a very encouraging weekend. Um, we'll do a little bit of a serious note. We'll talk about what Mills were tweeted out today, um, and how we're all fully behind what they're doing in, in support of Chabrak Bomb. Um, and we'll talk about tomorrow. Blackpool, to side the seaside, which we also done. When was it September? We should have done it. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, I say that was that, that was that was put to bed. Unfortunately, by the uh, the Queen's passing. So we're all doing it midweek again. Hopefully, no COVID this time. That'll do me nicely. Um, so. Let's get started. Before I start, are we all okay? Yeah. All good, good, thank you. All good. Cutler, just wave at me. Sound. Right. So, we're all good. We're all ready. Right. Yusuf, I'm going to start with you. Um, Hull, it seems like you had the most um, entertaining of nights. Um, It wasn't just the Borough fans who were entertaining. It was the opposition fans. It was our fans all around the country that were... Um, taking glimpses of what's been put out on social media, if you are basically winding 
the uh, the better half of uh, East Riding of Yorkshire up big time. Talk us through United and Hull. It's what football's about, isn't it? It's what football's about. To be fair, it was uh, it was a mad twenty four hours because the previous uh, day, Borough obviously uh, posted my little documentary, um, so I was getting lots of like messages and. Uh, I was getting a bit of, you know, John Donovan came over to me in the concourse and was like, oh, you know, you know documentary, Mr. Movie Star, whatever. <laughs> kept getting banter from all the Borough fans, which is, is what it is. Do you know what I mean? Jacob gave a bit of stick as well, but it's just part of football, isn't it? So it's quite nice um, that, yeah, speaking to the Borough fans and stuff. And yeah, I just went into the, to the stadium. Fantastic, fantastic atmosphere from the Borough fans. Obviously, they've went back to how it was pre-COVID where the away stand you had the east stand and the north stand I think last season all the Borough fans were behind the goal but I think um, this season they did what they've used to do in the past where they had like half of the east stand and then half of the north stand um, so they had like that, that corner and yeah it was it was quite an interesting atmosphere so obviously what happened was because I, I was behind the goal there was fans from the east stand the Borough fans from the east stand singing like Yusuf Yusuf give us a song so from that the whole fans learned my name and then started giving a bit of, do you know what I mean? A bit of stick, a bit of abuse or whatever. And, um, do you know what I mean? It's what it is, it's football. And then Hull being Hull, you know, when they make it 1-1, start singing Yusuf, Yusuf, what's the score? Why they're celebrating, you know, <laughs> making it level 1-1, I'll never know. And then what happens two minutes later, we obviously score. Uh, we get in the, you know, lead 2-1, you know, two and a half Borough fans, you know, take the piss out of the whole fans saying, you know, Yusuf, Yusuf, what's the score? And then, I think it was it ten minutes or so later after we, we make it three one and um, came over it again. The Borough fans singing use of use, but what's the score? And that was unreal. And that was when uh, Tom, uh, the Borough photographer, um, yeah, told Banks, you know, yeah. yeah, Tom Banks said, take a uh, you know, I mean, what's this? Because the, the fans were singing, what's the score? Is like, give us a, a, a you know, um, the score line in your hand. So he took a picture, and uh, I didn't realise they were going to post it with the caption use of what's the score. Because um, yeah, that 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 was quite interesting. So yeah, they posted it all over social media, and yeah, it was just a bit of fun. I think a lot of Hull fans, you know, took it uh, well. They took it with a bit of banter. Um, you win some, you lose some, and yeah, it was it was. I'm just glad we won because if we lost that game, I would have been, yeah, I, I would have uh, I would have really been the receiving end of some <laughs> some major major stick. But we won, so I, I was buzzing about that. Yeah, we've um, yeah we've we've all been there, obviously on the receiving end of some stick in the um, in a way. And I mean, I don't help myself half the time, and I do it. So you know, you know, I'm, I fully get where you come from. But um, if I can go to the game, obviously, you know, we, we were you know the fans were singing. There was a good two thousand that would made the trip down to um, to East Yorkshire to to watch us. Obviously, a three one win. What was your take on the performance? It's a, it it's it was another. Step forward. I know obviously Preston was really disappointing. We can see them two set piece goals, one being in the last minute, but it just seemed like we got a grip of this game a bit more. We took a bit more control, and it seems like the ideas of carry were starting to be pushed onto the team a little bit more. Oh, 100%. I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't think we started off very well. I thought the first 25 minutes, half an hour, I thought it was really poor. We didn't show any urgency, we didn't show anything really going forward, and every time you know, a team looked like they were going to do something. It was Hull. They never really tested Zach Steffen, to be fair, but they had a lot of the ball. We we looked really, really poor. Um, and then, obviously, the main man scores to make it 1-0, and that changes the entire game. And goals change games. Do you know what I mean? We're not playing well. 
we score a goal, Trooper scores. Um, what a comeback from him, by the way. I mean, who would have thought we'd be talking about him, um, you know, uh, in this uh, incredible goal scoring run of form. But that goal literally changed the game and we got more confident. We went in, in um, 1 0 uh, ahead at half time. Uh, second half, Hull came back into it a little bit and obviously they, get the, they got their goal. But we recovered. We recovered really, really well. I think maybe under Wilder, we could have or probably would have um, capitulated and conceded a second straight after. But we didn't. You know, we scored a set piece. Do you know what I mean? Again, we haven't really been good at scoring set. I know it was an own goal, but it was still a really, really good um, like delivery. And, you know, uh, uh, Lenihan um, contributed to the goal massively and he's, he's done really, really well. So that gave us the lead to one and then... Yeah, it was just about keeping and you know keeping it keeping it tight, not conceding. We scored a third, and to be fair, Ryan Giles should have scored a fourth. I mean, he missed an absolute. It was he had a one and one. He had literally the whole goal ahead of him, and he just missed it really. So we we could have won a bit more comfortably, but we'll take the three one win. But um, it was definitely a step in the right direction. Three points, but there's there's definitely room for 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 for, for improvement after that performance. Yeah, definitely. I say. It was it was definitely a step in the right direction. Obviously, you know the ideas started to come through a little bit more, and you started to feel you know our playing style, our formation was a bit more clearer. I thought Preston, our formation wasn't quite as clear as, as it's been in the past couple of games. I thought, I thought, I thought. I mean, if I want to touch slightly on Preston, I thought we looked a bit confused at times about where each other was playing. But Hull, we looked a bit more. I suppose direct at times, you know, we really did go for him when we really needed to. We were we were organised and they say we were clinical when we needed to be. So it was really, really promising. JJ, I'll come to you. Um obviously you made the trip to uh, to Hull as well. Um our little champ from Wigan is uh he started to catch on really well. Um about Mr. Michael Carrick. Um he's he's starting to grow. There was a lot of fans that weren't quite sure, you know, what he was going to bring, you know, another inexperienced coach. But as I say, if anything is to go by from Hull, it was a really good step in, it was a really good step in the right direction because we looked really commanding once we got into that lead in the second half. Um, we did. I, I think I'd agree with uh, Yusuf insofar as it was a, um, a pretty uh, indifferent start to the game. Um, but you know, we took the lead. Uh, decent, decent finish. You know, stooping header from from Akpom, a good cross from Smith, uh, and we, we saw the half out quite comfortably. Um, second half, they got they got an equaliser uh, after a, a spell of pressure. I think Zach Stefan pulled off one magnificent save. Um, just before their equaliser, um, and I, and I thought we would be under a, a spell of pressure for a while at one one, um, but but we we retaliated uh, quite quickly to to take the lead again two one, uh, and from that um, from that point I think uh, we were fairly fairly comfortable. It was a little bit like Wigan once we'd once we'd sort of um, got got the lead. Then we 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 tended to control the game a bit more, which which is good, which is promising. And like I said, a lot of our deficiencies have been down to a bit a bit of a lack of confidence, especially in some players. You can see it more in some players than in others that 
when the confidence is low, they just seem to be timid, frightened, uh, not prepared to take chances. But um, like you say, at Wigan and Hull, once we were once we were in the lead, yeah, we we, we tended to uh, to look the stronger of the two teams. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it, it, it's 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 an encouraging sign for me as well because you know when when you start to become the dominant side in games, you take that forward into future games because the confidence does grow more and more as you go further down the line. So it's it's, it's really it's really promising. Um, Jacob, I'll finish with you. If you could pick him, obviously there was a lot of positives from the game. I know obviously Lenahan started to come into his own a little bit more now. Um, I thought Giles, I thought Giles was really good at home. Um, obviously Appom with his goal, I thought he was brilliant. But McGree worked his socks off as well. Um, Force, I thought Marcus Force was brilliant as well. Um, you know the things he did. If you could pick a man in a match, who would it be? Um, I think I, I think I'd go with Lenahan because I think he he um, got himself in a good position for the second goal, made a nuisance of himself and. I think at times after that first half an hour, we didn't settle at all and he, we were getting pushed further and further back and he was the one who seemed to command that back line and keep us in the game. And a lot of the times this season where we've needed to stay in the game under spells of pressure, I think he got us through it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably go with that. Would, JD, Yusuf, would you disagree with that? Would you pick anybody else? I'll let you um, go, Yusuf. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think only maybe Truba could have uh, challenged him, but I wouldn't disagree with uh, Lennyhan being the star. No, well, I'd say Truba Akpom took his goal really, really well and worked worked the front line uh, well again, you know, and he's improved this season. I mean, John Cutler talked about it a few weeks ago when we asked about, um, you know, whether... We would keep Chubrakpom in in the window. We all said no because what we're seeing now of him, we just hadn't seen previously. You know, he's 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 come on, he's come on a hell of a lot, um, and he's one of the first names on the team sheet now. We, I mean, I personally wouldn't have said that beginning of the season, but uh, but 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 he is now, and you know, um, a run of a run of consecutive games where he scored and has done his confidence and the team's confidence the world of good. Could I just say regarding Hull, I thought uh, Yosef, by the way, I thought you handled um, the, the 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 banter between both sets of fans really well. Even the unsavoury stuff, you know, you posted a video, you posted a video um, where they were singing uh, rather nasty songs towards you. But I thought you handled it quite well, you know. Just cup your ears to them and and just show them that you you'll sort of like tough it out, which is the right thing to do. So well done. Cheers, thank you very much. I think uh, I've learned how to deal with it in the last few years. I think maybe a few years ago, um, I probably would have um, affected me a bit more or whatever, but you just learn to, to just say, you know, what, what, what you're saying, basically, kind of thing. And yeah, we, we, we won 3-1 and, and we, had the, we had the last laugh. So who's laughing now? Yeah, yeah. But like I say, you got uh, a hell of a lot of support um, from from. Whole city fans who were a bit disgusted at what some of their fans were singing towards you, uh, and and all Borough fans who you know were fully supportive of you. So yeah, well done. It, it, it's it's what you need to do. Stand up to people. Cheers. Appreciate that. Thank you, John. Yeah, I'll I'll second that. Um, 
I say, like you said, you had the last laugh and you had them on strings all night. It was uh, it was really good entertainment to watch, to be quite honest. So, um, yeah, um, really well St- done, man. Um, Sorry, Steve, one more thing. Sorry, oh. and you're, one more thing regarding Hull. I, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Maybe uh, maybe Steve Dixon can answer this one for me. Their their goal, um, Cyrus Christie, was a wicked deflection. Mm-hmm. Yet it was yet it was credited to Cyrus Christie. Um, Giles's goal was was also a slight deflection. I thought it was still on target. It took a slight de- deflection to uh, bamboozle the keeper, and it went in. Yet that was down as an own goal. What what's the difference? If you're asking me, John, to be honest, I, I've watched the goal back a few times from different angles, and for me, it's Giles's goal. The shot's well, going I, on. The, the shot's going on target, and I think yeah, so, yeah, it takes a deflection. But I, I was under the, you know, I thought the authorities that be were if the shot's on target and it takes deflection as long as it's on target, it's still you know the person who has the shot's goal. So I, I didn't see any difference. In fact. You know, I thought Giles's goal was less of a known goal than than Cyrus Christie's, if if you know mm-hmm. what I mean, because it took less of a deflection. I, I I couldn't understand it. You know, when they come back and said it was an own goal, because for me, it was Giles's goal all day long. So I, that, that's perplexed me, to be honest. So I can't give you an answer on that, John. For me, it's Giles's goal all day. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought the same, but I, I was just wondering whether I'd missed something. Um, you know, some strange. Rule that I don't know. I just thought I'd missed something as as to why it was credited as an own goal. Yeah, I, I, it's it's perplexing. I, I, it's the nonsense, and I'm sure Cyrus Christie didn't want the own goal on you know yourself. He'd rather it was given to Giles yourself. He wouldn't want the the tag of the own goal anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, that's it. There you go. Um, that nicely rounds off all. And to be quite honest, any rule the FA makes up is quite stupid anyway so it probably goes with that sort of collection so it doesn't it doesn't shock me in the slightest but um we move on right saturday um it was a really there was a lot of positivity around the grounds i found um before the game um i'll unmute mr cutler for this because i want to ask his opinion on this one um here we go um so unchanged you know the team came out unchanged I presume you're happy with that. Yeah, happy enough. Uh, like you have already touched on, the performance maybe <clears throat> wasn't amazing, but the result was what we needed. And the application from all the players, which has been missing for a lot this season that I've said, was there anyway. So the performance might not have been the best, but they worked hard enough. And I was happy enough after the win with an unchanged team on Saturday. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. It was... Um... I put him back to sleep again. It was uh, it, it was a good um it was it was a good indicator for how happy I suppose Michael Carrick was with the performance of Hull. Because uh, for me, if it's not broken, don't change it. And that's exactly what I did. Steve, were you exactly in the same thinking? You know, put the same team out, let him go and do it again. I had absolutely no problem with the team at all when it came out. Um, what I was probably expecting, I, I think, what Carrick's trying to do is. Uh, familiarise yourself with the same, the, the, the same players if you can if they're fit and get, get on the pitch and get some continuity in the team and I think I'm right in saying since Carrick's come in it's been the same goalkeeper back four same four midfield as every single time uh, in all the games he's been in charge and I fully expect it to be the same uh, tomorrow night against Blackpool he shuffled the strikers a, a couple of times but 
basically he's went with the state the, the, the same eleven players and um, I think it's been a good move by him because I do see going from Preston, you know, into the the, the Wigan game into the into the Bristol game, you do see um, slight improvements in the, the, the way we're playing, and I think it's because the players are obviously getting drilled by him in training, which is going to take a long time, but they're getting used to what he wants, um, and yeah, all good for me. I was no problem with the starting line whatsoever. Right, Cole. Well, that's it. I mean, I mean, I could go even further. I mean, he's only made one change so far. Uh, Carrick, he's only he's only changed Munez for force, and I yeah. thought that was quite um, that was quite well received uh, for Hull because I thought he worked his worked his backside off against Hull. I really did. Um, decided to show why we bought him um, and brought him into the squad. Um, JJ, were you happy with the uh, the unchanged lineup? Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, it, it it was. It was a positive. It was a um, attacking lineup, you know, um, and I was pleased that he kept faith with uh, those who who done well uh, against Hull City. So yeah, listening to the announcer name the team, I was I was happy with it. So um, yeah, it, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't fault it, you know. No, no, I, I, I don't I don't think there's many complaints. To be quite honest, it was, it was like I say, it felt quite. Positive um, Riverside before the game. There was a lot of positivity around the fans. They say it was a good, it was a good, good attendance as well. They say it was a, it was a decent, decent attendance uh, that turned on Saturday. Um, right, let's get into the game. Uh, obviously, it's, we started well, but then you know, if I come to you, do you do you say the the, the goal they scored was it was it bad defending on our part, letting them counter attack the way they did, or? Did you see how I saw it? I thought it was a very well, well worked goal on their behalf. I think every goal um, you always look and you think it could have been prevented. Um, and there's, there's 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 a part of me that thinks, yeah, we could have prevented it. But it was also a very good team goal. I would be very pleased if we scored a goal like that. If you get what I mean. But we obviously could have done um, better to defend it. But um, yeah, it, it was it was a it was a weird 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 game because obviously. Honestly, we could have been like four one up, five one up at half time, and I don't think anyone would have batted an eyelid. And that sounds ridiculous to say, but we literally could have. And if it wasn't for their goalkeeper, we, we probably would have. So that, that 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 literally the goalkeeper was the only difference between um, the the, the, the scoreline at half time. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'll come to Steve on this because obviously he's part of the uh, the goalkeepers' union, as, as we say. The saves he made in the first half, Max O'Leary. They deserved man of the match by themselves, didn't they? Yes, I thought he had a, you know, unfortunately for us, he had a really good game. I heard a statistic that in the game week on Saturday, he made more saves than any other goalkeeper in the championship. I think it was eight saves he made, that shots on target. And I've, I've watched some of them back because, you know, it's, it's the borough way to be critical about with strikers because, you know, they, they have missed a lot of chances this season. But And I've looked at them back. The same from... Um, Riley McGree is an outstanding save. It's just a reaction save. He, he, he sticks his palm up and he flicks it over the crossbar. It's an outstanding, an outstanding piece of goalkeeping, to be fair. Riley McGree done the right thing, in my opinion. Um, he made a, a save, was it from McGree or Force, when he, when he dived to his left, low save, got a big glove on it. Akpom coming for the rebound, he made himself big. He blocked it. Uh, second half, he made a decent save from Riley McGree. 
and from Akpom close in with his legs. And it was just one of those days, unfortunately, that you get probably every two or three years, a goalkeeper has a, a worldie against you. I remember the Blackburn goalkeeper doing it against me a few years back and he'll probably never play another game this season. Um, to be fair, he'll probably that, that'll be his game of the season. But unfortunately for Middlesbrough, we caught him on a good day and he was the difference. Without without Max O'Leary, Middlesbrough would have won four, five or six. It was it, It's as simple as that. And you can only, you know, give him some credit for that. He had, a, he had a great game. And if it had been the other way around and it had been our goalkeeper who had got us a, a point, we would have been waxing lyrical about him just the same. So, unfortunate for Middlesbrough, but we just caught him on a good day. Yeah, it seems to be the, uh, the poor away. Um, we always seem to catch a keeper on a good day every now and then, as uh, that you've mentioned in the past. Obviously, the keeper from Blackwood, and obviously Simon Eastwood, he's had unbelievable games. I remember Scott Lodge when we went to Watford uh, last game of the season one year, made some unbelievable saves. Um Every time we played Julian Speroni for Palace, had an absolute worldie. It's, it, we just, it's, it's just, we just see McCaskey. keepers on a good day. But um, Jacob, I'll come to you. Came out for the second half, a bit more of the same, and then we got exactly what we deserved. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it was. Um, well, I think it told everything when a team went one off one nil down at half time. And- for, the, for one of the only games at home this season, we went off to a standard ovation at half-time and that's 1-0 down. So I think that said everything of how we played and how unlucky we got at times. That, you know, I think the keeper made some excellent saves. I think McGree maybe could have scored the one way he was put through on goal, but it's still a good save. But yeah, I think it says a lot when teams lose it and they get applauded off at half-time. And I think we definitely deserve the goal. Yeah, it was, a, it was another, another great finish. Um, from Akpom again. I think he's. I think that's his eighth. I think it's his eighth of the season now. Um, I say he's 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 tallying them up now. It's um, you know, it's after we've had strikers in double digits this this early. So he's he's doing really well at the moment. Um, but before I just talk about more about the goal, JD. Obviously, we had our special guest on at half time. How good was it to see Cammy in, in the middle of the pitch at half time? Obviously, taking the applause of the uh, the T-side faithful. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was good. I mean, um, it was well documented that he was going to to be at the match uh, on Saturday. Um, so I didn't go down the concourse. I wanted to hear and see what he said. Um, and to to be to be fair, he let the crowd um, he, he let the the crowd appreciate him. And then he said his bits, and the crowd. It was a it was a to and fro type of um, appreciation. Um, few minutes, but it, he done really well. You know, he's obviously struggling with struggling with apraxia, um, but he held it together really well. Uh, and and the whole whole of the stadium um, applauded him. Even the Bristol City fans when he gave the, when he when he gave those a shout out. You know. Um, and who 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 doesn't who doesn't like who doesn't like Cami? You know, I mean, he's he's. I mean, forget his playing career, his managerial career. Most people know him for his um, his TV work, and who doesn't like him? Uh, you know, he's a he's a great lad, and he's one of our own. So yeah, he, he got a fantastic uh, ovation and well deserved. 
Exactly. I couldn't agree more with that. He was um he was so good to see coming on the pitch. I say he's he's fighting really well against his um I say against his illness. Obviously a practice does horrible things, I say, as you could hear from his speech at half time. But he, he he spoke really well and I say one the one bit that got me when he says once a borough lad, always a borough lad. He, he you know, he doesn't forget his roots, he never will. So I say if you're listening, Cammy. You're always well, we're always welcome to have a pint with us, mate. He he's always welcome to come and sit in the North Stand with us. Absolutely, no problem at all. Um, I say, hopefully, he, he gets the help he needs as quick as possible because I know he is getting help as well. So I know he spoke really uh, openly about it. So yeah, say fingers crossed he gets the the, uh, the help and support. He, he's so help he, he really does deserve. Um, I will mute Mr. Cutler now. Um. Mr. Cutler, we spoke about um, talking about Chugra Com start of the season. Is he the striker that could get us up the table? We all agreed. I'm not just picking on you here. We all agreed and said no, which is absolutely you know. Which, but this is goal number eight now. You know, his turnaround's been incredible, hasn't it? Well, he's. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. He, he hadn't pulled up any trees. He hadn't showed any sign of this was coming. But fair play to the lad. He's, he's proven a lot of fans wrong, not just us on here. <clears throat> we weren't singling him out for criticism. It's just what we'd seen in his time here. Uh, I'd be surprised if there was many Borough fans who expected what he's doing at the moment. But fair play to the lad. He's, he's working hard and he's putting the, the ball in the back of the net. So, so you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm first of all, me hand up and say, maybe, maybe we got it wrong. Let's hope he continues and can drive us up that table. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. I'd say I hope, I hope we are saying back in the season that we, we did get it wrong and he is the one that gets, gets the goals. But he took his goal really well, didn't he? He said it was, it was a proper strike, this goal, proper number nine amazing. goal. It was instinct. He's on the end of a, I suppose, a miss hit cross. He, he finished it really well. Yeah, it was a nice finish. I mean, to be fair to him, when he's been getting regular games, he gets himself in some decent positions. We've seen it a lot. We've moaned the last few years about us not having a strike at all will get in the right positions where he can score goals. We've seen balls go into the box and there's been nobody there. Fair play to him. He, he seems to be doing it. But I think for me, the big difference on Saturday was we've had games this season where we've had a lot of possession. On Saturday, we had possession with purpose. It wasn't just sideways, sideways to the defenders and backwards. We were getting the ball and Hackney and Housen in particular were driving forward with the ball. We were always looking to go forward. And that was the main difference for me on Saturday. I love um, I, I love Hayden Hackney's um, freshness. Is is he just come into the team um, and you know he, he looked so so comfortable at times. Um, you, you know, running with the ball, but constantly scanning and seeing where he's going next with it. He just looks comfortable, um, and I thought he had a great game on Saturday, as as did Fors, as did McGree. You know, it was a really good second half performance. Um, and, you know, we'd have all loved to come away with the win. It wasn't to be because of the keeper, the post, and, and maybe he's the odd bad miss. But, uh, but overall, I mean, everybody I spoke to said that they really enjoyed the game. Um, so that's, that's fair play. If that's what we're going to get out of Michael Carrick, then great. Let it continue. Exactly. Just on you were up on, boys, just a point. Um, I happened to listen to Bernie Slavin. Um, which I don't often do, to be honest, but I, I, I tuned into his YouTube channel 
And it was interesting because for me, obviously, Bernie Slavin's one of the, the greats for Middlesbrough in terms of putting the ball in the back of the net. And after the game against Bristol, a lot of Borough fans were saying how impressed they've been with Force and how well he's playing and the difference he's made and he's getting a bit of a partnership with Tuba Rackpom. Now, the, the one thing that impresses me with Tuba Rackpom is he's added goals to his game. I think he's always been technically a decent player, but he's added goals to his game. And Bernie Slavin, sort of, when he was talking about Marcus Force, he was saying, well, at the end of the season, Nobody's going to be commenting on how many miles Marcus Force has run, how hard he's worked, or he's done 200k running around the football pitch. What you'll be judged on ultimately, or you should be judged on, is goals. And his problem with Marcus Force is he's missing chances. Even though he's playing well, he's missing chances. And Slavin went on to say when he was at the club, he was always one of the fittest players at the club and running, and fitness drills, and all the rest of it. But when it comes to a Saturday, he was one of the laziest players, because he deliberately kept his energy to be in and around the penalty area for when the chance come to score a goal. Nothing to do with his fitness, it was just the way he played the game. And he's alluding to Marcus Force, because maybe he's, instead of running around, almost like a headless chicken at times, maybe he's concentrating his game on being in and around the penalty area a little bit more, and being alert to situations. To maybe try and get himself a few more goals because what you're getting paid for as a striker, you're getting paid to put the ball in the back of the net, aren't you? At the end of the day, and at the end of the season, if Marcus Force has played 35 games and scored three goals, you'll be a flop. Doesn't matter how many miles he's run. So it was an interesting point. And obviously, with that one, he's actually, although he's playing well, he's actually put goals to his game. So he's actually coming good and he's backing up his good play with goals. So I thought that was a good take. And my second point on the Bristol game was, which really, really pleased us, I've been on here slagging off our midfield for being pedestrian, sideways, backwards, no ambition, no goals in it. <sighs> Dreadful. Well, I thought on Saturday, the midfield, I thought Hackney, and I've given my opinion Hackney in here a few weeks back. I've said he needs to do more for me. I know he scored a goal, but for me, his overall game needs to improve for me to be banging on about him being a potential first team player moving forward and getting better and better. Well, I, on Saturday, he did it for me. I thought he's outstanding. I thought he drove Middlesbrough forward. His passing was great. He's, he, he was getting Middlesbrough on the front foot. And I thought alongside him, Johnny Housen and Riley McGree, who, in my opinion, Riley McGree was the best player on the pitch, were also equally very, very good. And it's the first time this season it looked like Middlesbrough had an engine room and they, had, they knew what they were doing, had a system. And I put that down solely to Michael Carrick because there's the change in the midfield from when Michael Carrick took over to now was massive, really, really good. And to me, moving forward, whether it's with different players or personnel that Michael Carrick brings in, in in January or next season, if he wants his midfield to play in that way, where we've got drive, we've got energy, we're on the front foot, we're trying to, you know, get forward passes quickly instead of just sideways and backwards, it's all good for Middlesbrough moving forward. And as I say, I've been critical of Middlesbrough midfield, but on Saturday, I thought the three of them 
were outstanding and ran, ran the show from start to finish. And if anybody said Hackney was man the match, or Housen, or McGree, I couldn't have complained. I thought the three of them on Saturday were brilliant. It's interesting there that you, I was going to bring up about Force because I saw a few people on, on social media criticising him. I thought on Saturday, <clears throat> he was, I thought he was excellent. Now, I like to see the forwards, well, I call it ratting, which is chasing down defenders because defending starts from the front. And, and I do think he will score goals, but I love to see, I love to see his work rate on Saturday. So for me, that was easily his best game in a Borough shirt force. And I, I, hopefully they start to have a bit of a partnership. He deserves he deserves more minutes than what he ever got under Wilder. And I think there's a player in there somewhere, me. He's still only a, a youngish lad. I know he's not a kid and he's played plenty of games. But it'd be interesting to hear what you thought of Force on Saturday. I thought he had a really good game, but uh, I've seen a fair few fans critical of him. What did you lot think? I thought he played well. I must admit, I thought he... He, he made that in runs... Um, even before the midfielder got the ball under control. And while most of the time he never received the ball from those runs, he created spaces behind him for other um, for another forward or an attacking midfielder to go into. Um, we'll soon... Carrick will have spotted that, and our midfielders will soon be on the same wavelength, and he'll, he'll get fed the ball early, Um I thought he had a great game. I, I, I love to see, like you, John, um, hard-working players off the ball as well as chasing down the defenders. I love to see that. He was really unlucky with the shot that he had um, in the first half that, that just come off the post because the keeper was rooted to his spot um, and another few inches um, inside and it would have been a great goal and it, it would have been fantastic for him um, to, to celebrate that at the Riverside. It wasn't a B, but overall his game was excellent. And I, I, I agree with you, by the way, but I have to say, I do see Bernie Slavin's point. And I remember Bernie Slavin going on about what more while back for the same reason. He said, I couldn't play with, I can't play with Duncan Watmore. He says, I couldn't play with him. He says, he just runs, he's a headless chicken. There's no partnership. He just runs all over the place. As a striker, You've got to be a team, you know, you've got to have it, you've got to be a duo. You know where he's going to run to head the ball, you're in behind. He says, What more? He just runs all over. He says, I wouldn't know what to do with Duncan, what more? And I, I wonder if he's thinking the same with Force that he's a machine, he runs all over the place, he's fit. But ultimately, I do agree with Bernie on that. Is a striker, you've got to be judged on goals. That's what you're there to do. So Middlesbrough's Achilles heel for the last however many years has been. Well, haven't had a 20-goal striker or even a 15-goal striker to put the ball in the back of the net. Do we want two workhorses or do we want two goal scorers up front? Because I'll take goal scorers every time, mate, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, my people who are running all day up and down, I'd rather them be my wingers, I'd rather them be my full-backs, my central midfield players busting the gut to get in the box. I want my strikers at the end of the season to have 30 or 40 goals between them. Not running 300,000 miles and having nine goals between them. And so I do see where he's coming from. Marcus Force, by the way, it's early days. He might well go and score a couple of goals tomorrow night. No doubt about it. I'm not saying he's not playing well, by the way, fellas, because he did. And I thought he put in a real shift on Saturday. But ultimately, 
he needs to start putting the ball in the back of the net. Oh, you goals. Who are you watching? Erling Haaland. Well, no, I do get your point. I thought he was unlucky on Saturday. There was that chance where he had the post in the first half. Josh Corburn's the new Erling Haaland. Get Corburn back. He's the new Haaland, isn't he? He's the the team saying Haaland, isn't he? I've been saying it for weeks, Steve. Get get the boy back. I think he'll do great in this team. I really do. Um, But, you know, that's it. I suppose that's an argument in the next couple of weeks about the World Cup, so we'll argue about that. But, yeah, I thought he was unlucky on Saturday for us. So there was that shot that hit the post. It just took a little nick off um, off a defender in the post. Without that, he was definitely in. So it's He was unlucky. Yeah, I totally agree, by the way. I'm just I'm just putting oh, yeah. it out there in oh, general. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying on Saturday. I thought he played well myself on Saturday. I'm just saying moving forward, it's no good running around every yeah. game, working hard, but not putting the ball in the back of the net. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Um, they said the goal will come. I'm sure it'll come. I'm absolutely certain. Actually, I'm certain it'll come. So, they said he, he played really well. That's his all the team. I, I can't pick a full performance, to be quite honest. So, this will be an interesting question, to be honest. Um, I'll start with you, Yusuf. Man, the match for Saturday. To be fair, I've put Riley McGree because I thought he was poor uh, against Hull. Um, and against Preston, I thought you know he was struggling and playing on, as a left winger. I'm thinking, oh, but I thought his best performance. He could have got a couple of goals. He was running to what he can, what he can offer. So I thought 100 percent ready to agree. Jacob, um, I think I'll give it to Hackney. I thought he had a every time he got the ball, he had a he had a strident go forward. He was he was keeping us ticking when um when there was a bit of frustration with the team if we had to go back a couple of times as soon as he got it he was thinking how can I get forward how can I get us another goal um I mean I'd probably give it to McGree if he scored but I'm not going to give someone man of the match who could have won us the game so certainly and I want to see better performances from McGree overall because he hasn't been consistent all season he's played well. Four or five times all season. So I think Hackney's been better than him since he's been in the team. Very cool. That's how you kick a player while he's down. There we go. Um, um, John, I'll unmute you. Um, go on, put two as your man of the match. Uh, to be fair, I couldn't split the two central midfielders, but I thought it was easily Housen's best game of the season. But I do want to give a special mention again. I mentioned it last week. I think the two centre-halves are really starting to build a partnership. And that's going to, that's going to be important for us going forward. But as for man the match, I'll give it a housing. Thank you very much. Um, Steve? Well, other than Max O'Leary, um, <laughs> I would have to say, by a country mile, Riley McGree. I thought, I, thought the, I thought the three midfielders were all excellent. He was by far picking the bunch. Yeah. Um, I mean, before I come to you, JJ, I'll, I'll match that. I think Ryan McGrew was my man of the match. I thought he was superb Saturday. Um, got the assist for the goal and um, put his for himself. So, he, he was probably one of his best games in the Borough shirt. So, that was mine. JJ? Um, uh, I, I would have gone for Hayden Hackney, um, but I'm, I'm going to give it to Force because... I, I take Steve's point. I, I take Steve's point about forwards uh, being judged on goals. But you look at the chances Riley McGree um, had, and that was because of Fawz's run and space creating. 
Um, he, he was doing that all the time. And like I said earlier, on some occasions, he'll get the ball himself. Once he's made those clever runs, he'll get the ball himself. And then, you know, we'll probably we'll probably see what he's like with the, with, with the chances at his feet. Um, but yeah, Riley McGree played well. Hayden Hackney played very well, but I'll give it to Michael Force, uh, Marcus Force. There you go. That's a nice, nice, um, nice mix of players as well. Um, this is good. It, was, it just shows how, how well the team played. I thought the team was superb Saturday. Which is, just couldn't get the uh, the final finish to get that winner. But um, it'll come. You say because consistent wins will come. Um, before I talk about quickly about what Borough tweeted out today, um, JJ, I'll stay with you. Um, looks pretty successful. Um, drive for the uh, the food bank as well on Saturday. It was it was really good. Um, it was a great day to be honest. Uh, I thought when I saw the weather in the morning that it was going to be cold, wet, miserable, and you know, n- not many people would um, would come come to, to see us and donate. But you know, the, the rain stopped. It was still a little bit cloudy and dull the weather, but it was a good attendance, and um, I was absolutely over overwhelmed with the number of people who came with big, big bags of food um, but also with with money that, that the amount of money that was going in the boxes notes loads and loads of tens and twenties and fives you know I, I, once we find out the final total obviously I'll, I'll post it on on Twitter but it was it was fantastic and chatting the chatting the people Bristol City fans and and also um Part of the Bristol City um, team, not the players, but uh, I think it was head of head of the community or or something to do with Bristol City came and and made a donation, and he was chatting to us for a while, and it, it was fantastic because we're all suffering at the moment, you know, with 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 costs of things, everybody's um, having to tighten the belt, but to see to see Borough fans and Bristol City supporters. Sort of donating to help people on Teesside. It was it was heartwarming. So I'd like to thank everybody. It was uh, it, I was there from one till till just before kickoff, and it, it was great. It was so uplifting, fantastic. It was it was um, it was a great effort again um, from the most generous people on there, most Teesiders, and uh, a big shout out to Sack Stefan as well to say he donated. Um, really generously as well. Um, he donated some um, some food to the uh, to the food bank as well, and also again you mentioned there about Bristol City. They donated their their leftover meals the night before as well to um, to Riverside UK. So um, lots of lots of good stories come out of the weekend. Some really positive stuff. So they say yeah. Once um, once the total etc comes back, JJ will pop the message out. But massive well done to everyone that was involved. It was a uh, it was a great effort because it wasn't the warmest on Saturday, but people still came out in the numbers. So, yeah, massive well done. Um, before I talk about Blackpool, um, Borough put out a, a tweet today. Um, I'm going to bring Yusuf into this one because, to say, obviously, Yusuf's been a massive speaker about this. Um, I think he's mentioned it as well earlier today. Um Obviously, Borough put a, a harmless tweet out just saying, you know, Apom strike got us our first point of the season under Carrick at home. And quite a quite a senseless tweet came out. 
um, from an anonymous person. And it's good that Boris stood up and said, you know, no, this, this can't happen because it didn't violate any rules, which was wrong. Um, obviously, Yusuf, you've got a bit of experience around this. Um, it's good that the club's actually backing this and, uh, and taking a stance against it. 100%. Um, but it just keeps happening. It just keeps happening. It just doesn't seem to uh, be stopping. And you've got to ask, why does it keep happening? Um, and essentially, it boils down to the fact that people are doing it because they know they can get away with it. You won't be hearing it in the stands because people haven't got like, you know, you know exactly. If someone says it in the stand, you know exactly who they are. You, you know, you can identify them. Do you know what I mean? They're not, they don't go to the stands wearing like a balaclava and saying, you know, expletives, um, you know, um, harassment towards certain people because it, it's someone, you know, walks in with a balaclava and, you know, covered their face or whatever. You wouldn't recognize, you know what I mean? It'd be a bit bizarre. So why, why is it okay for, for, for people to be anonymous on social media uh, and get away with it? So I think until social media companies uh, change that, then this will just carry on and carry on and carry on, unfortunately. Yeah. It will unite. And 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 Yusuf, we we've seen um we've seen how hurtful and destructive it can be with, you know, with 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 people um really taking it to heart and being affected to the point where they take their own lives, you know, we, we've seen that um normal people, celebrities, uh are so um so vilified that they've gone into a, a deep, deep state of um, depression, and they've ended up um, they've ended up taking their own lives, which which is shocking. And I, I don't see I don't see why this this should continue to happen. I mean, if you sign up to social media, then surely you can leave some sort of um, identity, you know, to get get you verified so that um, you know you, the points you make are not anonymous; they belong to you. Um, don't be cowardly. Uh, I think Twitter and other social media um, platforms should really step up now and 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 just say, "Enough's enough. We're going to do that. We're going to do this from now on," uh, and hopefully. You know, we'll never see a stop because, unfortunately, some people are too deep, deep rooted. But we, we've got to see it sort of um, eradicated bit by bit to, to the to the point where it will eventually, um, every time it happens, get, gets called out and the perpetrator is identified. It's got to happen because it's it's disgusting. No, it absolutely is. It's a... I, I don't go. I don't get what goes through people's heads when they come come with you know the ideas of posting things like this and saying things like this. I, I just I don't I don't I'll never understand it. It's, it's, not, it's not in my vocabulary. It's not in my thinking. So um, I suppose it is one good thing about Elon Musk taking Twitter because it is something he's trying to push the verification of people behind accounts, not just a random bot or whatever it is. That, um, that people are using to post this stuff, you know, there's got to be someone behind it. So, it's a, he's he's looking at that as well, which is good. Go on, Cod. People have to be accountable for the actions, don't they? People have to be accountable for the actions. It's like if you said that at work, you'd be sacked. If you said it on the street, you'd be arrested. 
if you see it in social media, like John alluded to earlier, you should have to give details that verify who you are, where you live, and again, you're just accountable for your actions. It's it might only be a small minority, but that small minority make people's lives a misery. They don't know how much damage to do, how much harm to do. And it also, you know, again, it, it, it can taint football clubs, it can taint communities, it can taint, you know, it can taint lives. It, 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 it's not on and it needs to stop. And social media and Facebook and Twitter and all, all, all the social media platforms, I think it's a simple process now. Which the, the government need to get involved and make a big push to make, if you want to go on social media and give your opinions, you're accountable for your opinions, the same as you are in the workplace or on the street. Go on, John. I know you want to speak. Go on, jump in. I totally agree with what you're saying there. <clears throat> it wouldn't be hard for the companies. And who are the only people that wouldn't give a birth certificate or a passport to prove who they were? It'd be these idiots who were tweeting and using other platforms, hiding behind a fake cartoon character profile picture. They're absolute mindless numbskulls, a lot of them. And the, the penalties need to be stiffer when they find these people. Name them, shame them in the local papers. Give them a massive fine or give them a term doing a bit of porridge. They won't be as quick to do it when they come out. It can't be hard for the social media companies to do it. And if we're all... The only people who aren't going to do it, like I said, are the idiots who are tweeting this rubbish constantly. And they're not only not only giving football fans a bad name, they're giving humans a bad name. We've just talked there about people of Teesside going out and giving generously. Do you know what I mean? 99% of football fans are genuinely good people. It's the odd one hiding behind this rubbish who are giving everyone a bad name, not just in football, in society in general. And it needs stopping. There you go. And if you don't like porridge, don't say it. Don't do it. Because I'll run you back a reference. I love it. Um, right, let's talk about this. Let's finish this off. Let's talk about um, Blackpool. JD, made the trip. Let's see, across the, uh, the A66, down the M6. Again. Um, second time in, what, week and a half? Um it should be a good one, this one. I, say, I, know, I know people have had to return the tickets. Obviously, the unfortunate circumstances of the first game being postponed. Um, not as many people are going to be there tomorrow night. Um, but there's still 2,500 who's going. And there's still going to be people in the tournament on the day. It should be a cracking atmosphere still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I had a full bus when the game was first announced, obviously on a Saturday. And then when it was uh, cancelled um, and rearranged for a Tuesday night, I thought I'm going to lose lose a lot of numbers. I did lose some, obviously those who've got work commitments, but the bus has filled back up again and uh, I've had to turn people away, sadly. Um, so, yeah, there's there's still a hell of a lot of interest despite it being on a Tuesday, you know. Um, we played them, obviously, last season, midweek. Uh, cracking game that was. Um, so I, I'm hoping, you know, with... Um, with the types of performances we've put in against Hull and against Bristol City that we can continue and uh, do well uh, tomorrow night. Absolutely. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's another game, you know, where we can build some more momentum and all the games are still coming thick and fast. It's a, it's, it's, I think it's our 10th game in 
six weeks or something like that. It's, it's been been relentless this this run. It's um, I know people joke and say, yeah, the championship's always Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, but we really have had Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for for a while. I think it was only before the Preston game we, had, we actually had a week of prep and and proper thinking about our next game. You know, apart from that, we've had to just get on with it and pile into whatever we've got next. But it's going to be, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good trip. It's going to be a tough game. I say I expect a, a really tough Blackpool side. Um, but it's really good to have you back with us again. Um, back on the bus with us again tomorrow. Um, you say, you looking forward to it? Can't wait. I look, even when, even when we're playing poorly and, you know, I, look, I always look forward to the, the, the games. Uh, the away days, I absolutely love the, the company, the day out, the whole lot. Let's hope. I, I think if we apply ourselves in the right way and we give up, the commitment on the pitch is what I expect. I, I fancy us to, to get a result tomorrow, to be honest. Uh, things are looking a bit rosier. People, people are, are happy with how things went on Saturday in general. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing if we can do it and, and continue where we left off on Saturday. Hopefully this time, though, with the three points. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's going to be, um, it's, a, it's, it's just, it's like I said, it's another step for us to keep moving forward and build on what we've got. Um, I'm going to ask all of you this, but I'll start with you, but, um Would you make any changes or would you go unchanged again? No, I think I, I'd keep the same team, me. Uh, as I've mentioned there, if it's not broke, don't, don't fix it or whatever. The only thing missing on Saturday was that winning goal. If we'd have won 2-1, every single fan would have come away from there and said, that was an excellent performance, we got the three points. I, I don't see any reason to change it tomorrow. Well, can I just say one thing? One thing I found strange on Saturday was um, bringing Crooks on up front. I thought that was a little bit of a strange one. Um, when we had uh, Muniz on the bench. Uh, anybody else have any thoughts on that? I thought it was, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Not only did he have Mooney's on the bench, he also had Hoppy on the bench as well. Who I thought maybe he would have got 10, 15 minutes. And Crooks has been tried in that role a few times and it doesn't work. He's not quick enough. He's not a striker. And I thought him and Mooney's got in each other's way. Sorry, I thought him and uh, Akpom got in each other's way because with Akpom now playing behind the striker a little bit in the hole, that's where Crooks likes to operate as well. And the two of them were just in each other's way. And it just didn't work at all. I thought it was a really bizarre decision. I think it was made on hoping that we're going to get those last-ditch crosses into the box. And with his height, he might have got on the end of a cross. But unfortunately, Isaiah Jones, I don't know what you boys thought. He's, he's lacking in confidence and his crossings abysmal, was abysmal on Saturday. And we just couldn't... We weren't getting crosses in the box that were you know, worthy of Matt Crooks attacking. Um, I had no problem with Crooks coming on. You know, the midfield had played well. They'd run the, run the backsides off. I had no problem with Crooks coming on. But I thought to put him up front was a real, that there was a wrong decision. I, I, I was looking at the bench and thinking, Muniz a hobby. You know, get them on, see what they can do. And if he brings Crooks on as well for fresh legs, fair enough. But, I, I don't think you'll be seeing that again on, on on Tuesday night against Blackpool. I think that'll be one that'll be, you know, we've tried that. That doesn't work. Yeah, it was our um, 
it was our Harry Maguire moment, wasn't it? Um, Saturday it was a bit, weird, a bit of a weird one. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a massive fan of it myself, but but you can see the idea behind it, like you said there. You know, getting the balls in the box, and hopefully, you know, people getting onto it at the end of his knock-ons. But as I say, the, the distribution into the box wasn't wasn't ideal. I think I think we only got on the end of was it nine crosses out of was it forty three. I think we made on Saturday something like that. So it's you know you know you get one in five on the on onto the head of someone in the box. It's, you're struggling a little bit to to make that work. So yeah, it didn't really work for me either. But um, I'll say with you, Steve. Do you, would you make any changes tomorrow? Probably not. Um, I agree with what you are saying. I think you know he's, he's, he's trying to keep the same sort of lineup if he can if they fit. All through his time here, Michael Carrick, and I think we're getting better because of it. Because we're getting a little bit of continuity in the side, and people are getting used to each other in runs and passes and where people are on the pitch. So yeah, I, I would I would probably start with the same the same starting eleven, and he knows he's got a few you know decent options on the bench to come on to make an impact in Crooks and Moniz and Hobby um, if he needs to. So yeah, I, I would just go with the same the same eleven if if they're all fitting well. I can't disagree with that. Jacob, would you agree with that? Uh, <clears throat> no, I think I'd I'd put Dag Steele in for Tommy Smith at right back. And uh, obviously it doesn't look like ball is available at the minute, but if he was that drop McGree with Giles to left midfield and put baller at left back as well. You, you, you can't be dropping McGree after man the match. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan of him, is he? <laughs> no, he's I, I I think he's worse than George Savile. <laughs> that's that's one for us to have during the World Cup break and say we're going to have a couple of um, discussions on the squad etc so we'll bring that up definitely um, which was worse McGree or Savile George Savile that is right before I get that out there uh, <laughs> if I come to you would you make any changes for Saturday or Tuesday probably not but then <laughs> Football's all about hindsight, isn't it? If we find ourselves 2-3-0 down at half-time, people are going to say, well, the players were tired. Why didn't we make any changes? Um, but as long as the players are fit, um, obviously Carrick's a new uh, manager. He's getting the system uh, right. Our squad probably isn't strong enough for us to, 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 to rotate. Um, if one player comes out and another player comes in, it probably won't be of players of similar kind of uh, quality. I think it's... The difference between, let's say, for example, uh, I don't know, a, a Dale Fry and uh, um, I don't know who's, who's a backup at centre half. Um, they still mine's come completely blank. Like, well, like, yeah, really yeah. McNair. Um, make it well, make, exactly, yeah. Um, it's not the same kind of uh, level, if you like. So, uh, yeah, it's all about hindsight. But I personally wouldn't make any changes. JD, what about you? Um, I like Dykesdale, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, I agree with what Jacob said. That um, if 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 there were going to be any changes, then then I, I can see Dykesdale coming in for Tommy Smith. Um, but the manager might be thinking two decent performances. Um, let's let's entrust the starting eleven again against Blackpool. So we'll. Um, We'll see what the manager says, but if it was up to me, I would uh, I would start Dykes Steele. I quite like him. 
Yeah, I'm a massive fan of Dyke Steel, as people who listen to this would know. But um, I was quite impressed with Tommy Smith on Saturday. I thought he played really well. Um, so I'd, I'd probably go unchanged. And say, but say, if I was going to make a change, it probably would be Dyke Steel. I'd press it up on the right-hand side. Give um, give Jones a bit more help going forward. Um, and say, he, was, he was a bit isolated at times. I know Smith was doing his duties at the back, which is fair enough, but... But yeah, that's probably the only change I'd make. I'll stay with you, JD. Score prediction. Put your neck on the line. Um, two one. We've won four one away. We've won three one away. So I'm going to go two one at Blackpool. There you go, Steve. Well, I'm normally really conservative and um a little bit tight on my predictions and stuff like that. But I'm going to go four one Middlesbrough. Mark was forced to score. Jesus, what did not expect that like? <laughs> wow. Uh, no, that's fair play. Jacob? 1-0 uh, and we agreed to Scott to prove me wrong. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Yusuf? Uh, normally I'm Mr Positive, but I actually think it's going to be a one-all draw, uh, personally. Um I, I don't know. I, I just think we're still learning under uh, Carrick and I still think he's trying to implement a, a new different style. And I just think, it, I, I just see it being a point, to be honest. Blackpool apparently really struggling, you know, Yusuf. I don't know if you've seen the news, but they've, they've, they've got about 12, 13 players apparently that are really struggling um, with a bug at the club that's going around that's uh, took a lot of the players out with sickness bugs. They've got the lads suspended. They've got a, they've got a couple of injuries on Saturday, and they've got three or four long term injuries. Um, so Middlesbrough, really tomorrow, I think it's a big opportunity going down there with them in a little bit of turmoil in terms of getting the 13, 14 players to actually make the to make the game in front of three thousand Middlesbrough fans down there. Then we're going down there after a couple of decent performances, and they've they've obviously got beaten the last game. And you know they haven't got many options, so I, I I would be really really disappointed if we didn't take three points tomorrow night. It's a huge opportunity for us. Yeah, I will, I will as well. Yeah, I will as well. But I think uh, it's just typical borough, isn't it? It's just a typical borough. We you know. Well, that's great. Uh, we've done it all season. We've re- rewrote this, the history books for everybody who yeah. played this season, haven't we? You know, but yeah, I I just get the feeling that we're coming up to something a little bit better now. We just seem to be progressing week by week, so. Let's. I'm hoping that it's a positive rather than a negative for once. But if it happens, Yusuf, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is getting too familiar for me. A bulk ground squad that's taken them all out. Are we? Are we? Are we back in December again? I'm going to come home with COVID again. Aren't I? It's, it's happening again. I'm, I'm not coming home with COVID this time. It's not happening. Courts, I'll come to you. Prepare to be gobsmacked again because I agree with Steve. I'm going for a 4 1 win as well. Instead of 4 so I'm, I'm going to say Lenahan's going to get the first goal. To be fair, I was expecting to say 5 0, so that doesn't really shock me. Uh, no, just just the, just the modest 4 1 tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going 3 0. I think 3 0 tomorrow. Um, I think Dale Fry will score. There you go. I think Fry, I think Fry will get a goal. And. Um, Send us home very, very happy. But um, 
Well, at least it's positive. At least it's positive, Steve. You know what I mean. Everybody's yeah. positive, so you know it's it, it it shows things are getting better because yeah. it's been a gloomy pod gloomy podcast for the last four or five weeks. Yeah, and we all seem to be a little bit more beat tonight, which is which is good news, isn't it? Exactly. Everybody's happy and cheerful, and things are going in the right direction. Um, just need a win win against Blackpool now, and uh, one that one big push. That's all we need. One big push. We've got two games left for the, the World Cup break, so one big push get us there with a bit of positivity, a bit of momentum, and uh, let's see where we are. And just yeah, like that, I think Steve. Sorry, I think we need it because you know we we just we're struggling to get away from that bottom three, aren't we? You know, yeah. the, the, the be. There seems to be some sort of um, elastic just holding us down there. We, we need to cut that and just get a bit of freedom and, and, and float into mid-table, hopefully. Well, that's Definitely. it. Well, that's it. I mean, there was one piece of elastic keeping us down there on Saturday. He was called Max O'Leary. If yeah. we just scored, we'd have gone 15. Why, why couldn't we have Jim and O'Leary in goal, boys? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it'd be much better because he was he, he definitely weren't the goalkeeper by this day so um, but no they say mid-table's there to be grabbed at they say I think Sunderland uh, Sunderland 12th at the moment 13th they're catchable they're catchable the Madams will catch them they're only three points above us they're there to be caught so yeah that's let's see where we are in a week's time and we'll we'll talk again then but uh, I've got so many people to thank. It's uh, yeah. Um, JJ, thank you very much as always. I'll see you tomorrow. Um, Cut, I'll see you tomorrow. Just wave at me. There you go. Um, Jacob, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, thank you very much for popping on. Always a pleasure having you on. Steve, I was apparently third favourite, Geordie. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll keep it that way for now, but. You'll always be our favourite, Georgie, really. Um, thanks very much for popping on, my mate. It's, um, thanks, boys. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, and Yusuf, thank you very much for uh, to you taking time out of your, your busy Hollywood schedule. You know, we're not going to a big time star you are now. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for popping on. And um, it's always good to talk. And we'll catch up again really soon, my man. Are you going on Saturday? Anytime. Saturday, yeah, I'll be there Saturday. There you go. I'll catch, I'll, I'll catch up with you on Saturday, my man. And... Um, yeah, thank you very much for listening, commenting, liking, subscribing, getting involved. Um, we're we're all all sorts of platforms to listen to us. So you know, keep 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 going, keep listening to us. We'll keep talking shite, but um, you know, you seem to like it. So um, yeah, we'll try again next week. We'll uh, we'll round off. I suppose the first half of the season next week. Uh, we'll have a little round off before we do a big, uh, I suppose, uh, review of it all in a couple of weeks but um, yeah we'll leave it there Arrivederci up the borough be seeing you bye bye all the best boys all the best up the borough